Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. This week, I'm joined by my usual co-host, Carlos Ramirez. How you doing, everybody? What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, man. Uh, great. great. <laughs> so uh, this week, we are missing, missing in action, the Reverend Joe Laporta. So we brought in a replacement. Uh, we got George Berrios from the Orlando area. George, how's it going, man? It's going well, man. How are you guys doing? Really good. So uh, thanks a lot for filling in. I mean, I, well, it wasn't meant to be a fill-in. Joe, you know, couldn't make it at the last minute, so and it worked sure. out that you were going to be on the episode anyway. So it kind of just worked out that way. But there you go. It was <laughs> yeah. meant to be. That's great. It was meant, it was meant to be. George, so, you're gonna have to pull pull up a little bit and uh, make sure that you uh, are the comic relief for this episode. Yeah, Joe's. It's not going to be me for sure. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe. Joe's the one we count on to say ridiculous things. But oh, um, great. yeah, so feel free if you. <laughs> That's if too the, much of a roll. Uh, yeah, right. If <laughs> if the urge strikes you, you know, go ahead. But you know, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, Carlos, are you do anything this weekend? Anything fun going? Uh, I, I not something to want to remember ever, ever again. But I did go to a tournament this Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, George was there actually. Uh, it was one of the I talked about it last week. The Sephram Studios and took yeah, a sort. Yeah, yeah, those are good. They they always get a good turnout. I think we had what nineteen players. Oh yeah, <laughs> long yeah. enough for five rounds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we did five rounds. Um, I decided not really experimental. I mean, it wasn't anything that you know people didn't know was good. Uh, took Fen Rao and Scum Han and Escapecraft and threw in Sevor. And uh, man, I was I was hoping for a good day. I think like I I tested it for like six games. I went five and one. I'm like, man, I think I got something here, you know. And I'm like trying to figure out: do I go for a bid? Do I not go for a bid? And I went one and four, <laughs> and ironically, the only match I won, I lost the bid. Like the guy was flying Poe at like one eighty eight. <laughs> so I learned that I could win without a bid. Oh, but there you go. I also learned that either my flying or my list sucks. So back to the drawing board. <laughs> back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. I went to we had our, our local thematic event for like the was it Escape from Dakar with like. The super limited. Here's the three ships from these two factions you can play thing, <laughs> yeah. And uh, which was fun, but you know it was just a little three round thing. I I uh, I did win. I won two games. I didn't play the first round because of because uh, odd numbers, so I had to buy. But won the won the other two games, so that was good. Uh, anyways, so um, I haven't I haven't played that. I haven't tried that format yet. Yeah, it's um I mean it's just super limited. It's 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 one of those things like you're basically it's basically just a bunch of T70s and and uh A-wings and <laughs> um because you don't have the you don't even have the epsilon, so um so you're so you're just the FO and the the uh, the FO, the SF and the silencer. So it's a pre- it's very, you know, it's a super limited format, yeah. but I believe it's just Kylo as well. Is that true? Yeah, it's just Kylo. Yeah, Kylo's the only pilot <laughs> for the silencer. So I played That's Kylo. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like here. Oh, here, just just take uh, Kylo. Well, I mean, at least he got a a point decrease recently. So he's you know. That's a little bit better than it would have been before if you had if you kind of had to choose them if you were going to take a, a, a silencer. But uh, Kylo is pretty good actually. So I've been meaning to try Kylo with hate, and um, so so I did it because I had so few options anyways. So I tried it out and. Um, I think I just yeah just had hate. It was just it was just hate. That was the only upgrade I had on him, and it was actually hmm. pretty legit. Um, 
you know, just being able to kind of have those those force tokens, more of those force tokens to play with. It's like you can kind of game them a little bit. So, you know, you know, you roll, you got three evade dice, so you roll evades or uh, focuses fairly frequently. So you can kind of just like, okay, I'm going to use one force here, take one damage and get that same force token back to be able to use to then actually use his ability because he only has the two force tokens yeah so hate actually like if you can game it like that to just take like you take that one damage you get the token back you you get to use the ability because it feels kind of bad using his ability just willy-nilly like <laughs> like without getting some sort of force tokens some way because right, right. then you're just out of them all the time but anyways mm-hmm. I, I thought it was actually pretty decent hate's a pretty good upgrade on him it's obviously no supernatural but um but it's a good upgrade so. Yeah, I guess it was really meant for him. <laughs> yeah, it really I mean, was. It does have his helmet on there, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good upgrade in general. I think it's good on Vader, too. I, or I think it, it is, be. yeah. Yeah. Definitely it is. So, anyways. Uh, I, have jo- seen, um, I have seen Kylo, that, that same build with, uh, I think, added on with optics. So, yeah. Kylo with hate and optics. And I thought that was a pretty cool combo, too, because then you're not scared of spending the focus on yeah. the blank also. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually almost did that. That was uh, I. I ended up going with the four point bid instead. Okay, um, awesome. So, That's not going to be enough, dude. Well, I know, but it, in this event, it was enough. So <laughs> I mean, in this limited format, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was. It, it's yeah. G- generally speaking, no, it's not enough. I mean, but <laughs> for the escape from Dakar <laughs> three round tournament, it was fine. <laughs> Um, so did you do obviously you went to that tournament too, George? How'd you do? Um, I went four and one. It was a hard fought four and one. <laughs> um, I was testing out the, the uh, five A wing lists. I had to borrow some A wings because I, obviously I don't own that many A wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Kendrick bought five. <laughs> wow. I bought that's an investment. Yeah, I bought three because I wanted to do like Poe and three of them. Yeah. And I figure that's probably about as many as I'll ever need. But mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah, three is a good good number. Um, five, obviously, it was a, it was a lot of fun though to fly. It definitely, for the first time flying it, I think you know doing four and one, it's respectable. I think that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the only one that that beat me was uh, uh, Todd Scholl. So it's one of you guys <laughs> uh, from the oh yeah Space Coast Space Coast. <laughs> yeah, uh, Todd, Todd's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we it's funny we have we have like a group chat and. Um, you know how you could put nicknames on the Facebook chat? Yeah. His is always a bridesmaid, never a bride, because he <laughs> literally finishes second in every single tournament. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it uh, that wasn't their one store championship? It was like him and his kid playing against Brian. each other. And like, yeah, Brian and Brian beat him, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the one in Jacksonville, I think. It was the cool stuff here in Jacksonville. But. Anyways, yeah, that that does that does seem to happen a lot. I see him in the cut a lot, but I don't know if I've ever seen him win. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so what did, what did you put on those A wings? Um, so I ran three Green Squadron pilots, uh, all of them with I believe Crack Shot and Heroic. Um, so pretty lean. And Lulo and Tally, both with proton rockets, uh, marksmanship, and uh, Heroic. And that's pretty nice. much it. Yeah. How'd you like those prockets? Did, uh, did you get them to, to go off a couple times? Um, yeah, in most games I did. There were some that I didn't. Uh, it just it was just a situational thing. Same with crack shot, really. Um, you know, I, I kind of learned. It was the first time flying them, so I kind of learned that 
crack shot on those specific A-wings might not be the best <laughs> uh, to put on them because they're not meant to be jousters, you know, and that's really what you um, would use crack shot for is for the, like, I see T-70s use them all the time. But, um, yeah, usually they're, they don't really go off because they're also firing from their back arc, which doesn't trigger, so it it's hard to pull off. But in the games that they did, I did get to pull it off. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked uh, I, the list I messed around with, the resistance list with the Poe and 3A wings. I had Lulo in there, and I liked Crackshot on Lulo mm-hmm. um, just because he's, you know, obviously a little extra offensive compared to the regular ones. And right. So I would kind of, you know, get him in there and just, I, I would try to get the Crackshot off early and just be like, all right, I'm going to get it out of the way because it's just, you need to spend it. Because if you don't mm-hmm. spend it, it was just a waste. So, you know, just get in there and spend it and then, you know, let the rest work itself out from there. But <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the, the reason, the main reason you're on today is that uh, we were going to talk about running tournament, running, organizing events, running leagues, running tournaments. Um, and because uh, that's something all three of us do, I think, well, all three of us have in common. Um, so I think it's a good topic to talk about because I think a lot of people don't really always know what goes on kind of behind as far as like trying to settle, you know, organize stuff, get it all set up. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's actually a lot of stuff to juggle for something that you're just doing for free because you love the game, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so we thought it'd be a good topic to talk about today. So you have, um, an invitational in Orlando that you, that you guys run, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago that we had it on the 16th. And how does that how does that work? How do people uh, how do people qualify for that? Um, well, it was just an idea that you know I wanted to I wanted to grow the, help at least help grow with the community a little bit, um, and I thought the best way to do it is to kind of you know um, develop some kind of ranking system for for both fun and you know give a little add a little bit more competitive side to the game of X Wing. Um, so the people that come to tournaments actually feel like they're accomplishing something, um, yeah. even if they don't. Like, let's say they don't make you know top cut or anything in those tournaments, they're still doing something towards the overall rankings of the local like community. Um, so it gives people kind of like an outside incentive to go to these tournaments um, and be a part of them. So I put that together. Um, it's also I, I kind of borrowed the system. I believe I can't even think of it right now. Twin Cities, I believe, is it's the where it was like it's called the Kessel Run, I believe. Um, yeah, I think they they just ran an event uh, not too long ago too. So it's literally almost the same exact system, and I kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it a little bit more favorable towards like the casual players also. So it's not just about you know how many games you win. But also about participation um, mixed in there as well, um, and so the more you participate, obviously the the better you can rank also. But um, overall, uh, I the last season was about maybe since 2.0 came out, so it was like a six month run, I think. I, mm-hmm. I forget when 2.0 came out. <laughs> yeah, it feels like Somewhere forever ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it must have been late. It was like late August, early September, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, uh, you know, three, three, uh, I want to say four or five months probably um, that we had collected data from all the different stores around the local area. Um, we got the Cool Stuff games and then like a couple of like uh, bearded collectibles um, and Sci-Fi City. So it's just some random stores. Uh, we're kind of blessed with that in the Orlando area. Just a lot of different stores to go to. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, all the players kind of contribute to it. So, like, even if I don't make it to those tournaments, you know, I ask one of the players that I know are there to kind of contribute. You know, hey, can you pass me the standings once you're done? Um, and they're they're all about it. They help out a lot with gathering the data. Yeah, that's important. I mean, especially when you have them at all those different places around town. That's one of the things I wish we, we... We've had times, we've had different stores that have run places in Jacksonville, but it's always been... They've had a tough time kind of keeping keeping it going. So like Cool mm-hmm. stuff's been the one place where we've kept it going consistently throughout the years, but um, we've had other stores kind of come and go. We do have a store right now that's running... Uh, Wednesday night tournaments, um, which is which is kind of nice because generally cool stuff I just run monthlies. But um, so as far as the um, the point system for this, so there is this is this is there any sort of like a league aspect to this, or is this just collecting information from tournaments that are happening at at these other stores around town? I keep the data from like the weekend tournaments because um, I figured um, there are leagues around town. Um, but that's just way too much to gather. I'm only one yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's easier to track just the weekend tournaments that happen, and that's what I really keep track of is those things. Yeah. So Carlos, I know you you do you kind of run the league down at this in the Space Coast area. So how how does how does your league work? How do you how do you guys do it? So um, our emphasis has been uh, more focused on having one organized league night um, and also emphasize on casual play, uh, mainly because the kind of competitive scene uh, hasn't really picked up very much locally. Uh, so what I, what, what I usually do is uh, we run a league night on Mondays. Uh, before 2.0 came out, actually, um, we used to have a point system where basically it uh, was partition, uh, participation-based, and then tiebreakers uh, were set out for you know your win and loss record and, and stuff like that. Um, I tried to emphasize on, on some of the custom formats like uh, team team uh, play. You know, basically you can have two two players on one side, uh, or you can do epic play and all that stuff to get more points. Uh, so there was incentive, like I said, it just focused on a lot of casual play. Uh, to make sure that people were finding different things to do. We actually had uh, two, um, what was it, the Heroes of the uh, Turi Cluster or whatever? I forget what it was called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that campaign, campaign, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we had two sessions of that, actually. Uh, people played out almost the entire campaign. Oh, nice. Um, and that brought out, I mean, like, it was loaded up on one table, like five or six people playing. Uh, we've done Mario Kart. Have you guys seen that format? <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> that seems that. like a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, oh, it was a blast. And we actually created some customized cards uh, and stuff like that. So for the upgrades. Um, and and that's really what, what I've been trying to focus on, really trying to build that uh, baseline, which is I just want a lot of people to come have fun, enjoy the game, enjoy the different ways we can enjoy the game. And then I still obviously run the tournament, so we do one uh, one a month, and uh, usually on a Saturday. And uh, lately, I've been trying to use the wave kits uh, to to sort of kind of have that uh, flow around the league. So I do the quick build party. It's it's on a league nights now, and you get your cards, and you can still get your prizes uh, playing quick build on on league nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I run the two tournaments that they have the the. You know, the for this one, the evacuation of the car, and then the way to championship. Um, but I am thinking about changing a little bit. I, I, I want to get rid of these um, 
tournaments to be completely honest the 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 really limited ones yeah um, i understand what they're trying to do uh with e- each wave championship you know they're releasing new stuff they want people to try out the new things uh the mm-hmm. thing is that 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 seems to happen naturally like i know that on the next you know if we end up having a wave three kit for example you don't need to have a wave three tournament that is just galactic republic and separatists to have people fly galactic republican separatists i i could probably guess that you know most people will fly those new factions because they're the new stuff everybody wants to try it out so i think of just making that either a hyperspace or another extended uh tournament give out the same prizes and and just do that because the limited format kind of bugs me a little bit yeah i actually had the exact same thought after that dakar tournament i was i was like wave three i think when that kit comes out, I might just run the the thematic event as like a regular, like yeah. extended or hyperspace event, just because we had we didn't have a lot of people show up for it, and I think a lot of that had to do with the list building restrictions, the way they just they just didn't want to play those limited options. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of I, and I, honestly, I don't know that the wave championship th- thing. That's not, I don't think it's going to be a thing for much longer. It's anyways. not. Yeah, it's so. not. I know that what they said is like whatever's in print uh, will be released. So I feel like there might still be a wave three one, uh, but who knows? You know what I mean? Well, it, there it really there will depends. be a wave three one because the, the they already the stores already ordered them. The wave three okay. one was ordered at the same time as the wave one and twos. Um, so there will be a, a wave three, or there should be, since since they already did the orders for them. But yeah, I don't, exactly. So it's already been printed, probably. Yeah, yeah and, there's and, nothing has been announced for wave four yet, though, and I doubt yeah. they're going to. I mean, they may come I'll, up with some other thing, but yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, like, what's good about that format is um, being able to just identify what you can do with the app. Uh, to make custom formats. Yeah. Uh, back in October, actually, uh, so that was very soon after the game came out. We still didn't have a wave kit or anything like that. I actually set up a tournament uh, where, since it was Halloween, I did a Halloween themed, and it was, I went on Wikipedia and I found every single pilot, named pilot, that was marked as dead. Uh, so it was like a zombie event. And basically, right. all the pilots that have died on Star Wars were the only ones that were available. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so I actually was able to set up the format. I shared it with everybody. Uh, people, like, nobody complained about it. Like, everybody said, yeah, it worked out perfectly. You know, so I shared the format. People went up to the format, downloaded it on their um, app, and they were able to build their list based on those specifications. So the app really, uh, I do got to say, to explore the custom format, that might be something I might do as well. Like basically say, all right, you know, this might be a custom event. Maybe we'll do, you know, those two factions as sort of like the the primary factions that we're going to show, uh, you know, uh, show up for the tournament. But maybe we'll allow Rebels, you know, Empire, etc., just in a limited fashion. Maybe we'll have like MVPs or something like that. So that's something that I might explore as well. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So I feel kind of like I feel kind of lazy because you know we <laughs> in Jacksonville we don't do anything real fancy like uh, leagues or or uh, or invitationals or keeping track of things. We're 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 super lazy about it here, I guess. But we, <laughs> we I basically just run like a tournament a month at Cool Stuff, and then people usually kind of get together for a random casual play. They like we have our Facebook group; it's pretty, it's fairly active. So people kind of get in there and be like, "Hey, I'm going to be at, at such and such place on such and such night, whatever." And people will show up and kind of just play on their own like that. 
Um, part of that's like, I just, I just have kind of like a crazy busy schedule. So, and I, so I've, it's hard for me to plan, I guess, ahead of time as much as I need to for some of that kind of stuff. But I've always, I've always kind of wanted to do a league though. And I, I, I don't know, I, I need to maybe think more about that, but yeah, for me, uh, it's, it's definitely tough, uh, to do a league format, um, only because all the other stores do a league format. So it's kind of like, there's cool stuff. We have three cool stuff stores around here and like they all play throughout the week. So like me trying to jump in the middle of that, like I do have an event on bearded, like bearded during the week, bearded collectibles that I've been trying to like get a community going there. And I've discovered that it's just too much X-Wing throughout the week for people. Yeah. And uh, saturation can be an issue at times too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, not an issue here at the moment. And I could actually, we don't have, we don't have a league in, in Jacksonville running right now at all. So, you know, maybe I should probably just go ahead and do one, <laughs> but I, you know, like I said, I feel a little bad about not having one. <laughs> it, it's good to uh, have at least a one night designated night that you say, you know, this is where we're going to meet and it makes it a lot easier for people uh, that are looking for pickup games uh, to just know that you know if they go there on that night they will find one. Uh, and that's yeah. really what inspired our our league night on Mondays. Is that um, you know at first it was maybe half a dozen people showing up, uh, and then it evolved to what it is now, where it's almost like eighteen people showing up. And what's good is that you walk in, you just you know you, you don't have to be. You know, a lot of people are shy or, or, you know, some of that, you know, social aspect of having to ask somebody to meet you somewhere, you know, they don't have to do it. They just show up and they go, hey, does anybody want to play? So it makes it a lot easier to organize. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So um, so what, what other what other TOing experiences have you guys had? I mean, I, I know I've I've done store championships and obviously these wave championships now. Um, I'm what else have you guys run? Uh, for me, the Bearded Invitational was pretty much the first thing that I've done. Um, I've been playing the game for a, a long time. I want to say like two, two and a half years now. So uh, I'm pretty familiar with it and the rules and everything. Um, it's still tough to remember everything, of course. But like, yeah. yeah, the Bearded Invitational was the, the very first thing that I did. How many players did you have for that, by the way? So um, I ended up uh, inviting 16 people. Um I didn't expect all of them to show up, and um, by the time the event actually was going to fire, I was expecting about like like eight or ten, but twelve people showed up, so I was happy. Oh, <laughs> I was there like, you go. Okay, that's fair. That's good. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. <laughs> Are you looking to expand at all, or or anything like that? Um, like, uh, what do you mean with the rankings, or? Yeah. So basically, I mean, obviously, you talked about. Um, you're collecting all from Orlando, so are you looking to expand, make it larger every year or anything like that, or just kind of keep it localized? I mean, I would love to, uh, to be honest. Like, I know there's players all around Florida, so, like, I would want to invite people outside just Orlando, you know. Um, I know you guys in, in the Space Coast, I, lo- I like to get your fun on. I know you run that store, Carlos. And then, of course, Jacksonville, you guys have great players. So, like, there's a there's a great Florida community of X-Wing players yeah. Um, that I would love to get everybody involved in all the different stores around um, to collect the data and then have like an official, maybe maybe even make, instead of top 16, it would be like top 32 or something like that that people get invited to. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I've, I've always been yeah looking forward to something like that. Like you mentioned, it, it, a lot of people like to travel uh, too. You know, people from Tampa, 
uh, down south, Miami, and, and yeah. uh, everywhere else. So um, I think if we can, if we all basically team up together, uh, collect that data, you know, I think we, we could end up, you know, creating a larger event uh, all across the state, which is definitely what has been my intention for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that you kind of started that with the uh, that invitational because that's really what I've been looking for is just basically sort of like a, a you know a ranking system um, you know competitive ranking system because I know we have a ton of uh, competitive players and all around the state uh, that would really like uh, to to participate. Yeah, and it, yeah, it feels sure. it feels like it's always felt to me at least like Florida has been a little kind of uh, stuck in its own little bubble. To, That's why we're doing this. Uh, yeah, within, within the excellent <laughs> community in general. I mean, we, we we travel up to some places, you know, like, I mean, we go to Atlanta fairly frequently. You know, one thing helps me in Jacksonville, we're as close to Atlanta or closer to Atlanta than most of the rest of the state. So it's not a terrible drive for us. I know it's tougher for Orlando and even tougher for, you know, Tampa and Miami. But, um, you know, but generally speaking, we've, we kind of, exist in our own little area just because the state is so large <laughs> it's not like the the midwest or like the nova area where where you can you know con- consistently play in like a four state area with a bunch of close by cities and a bunch of different little meadows and stuff that are uh that are kind of so close to each other but um it would be and i know you know i've done a lot of traveling for x-wing um and i, I always I, you know i've made a lot of really good friends uh, in in the state and even outside of the state, but um, like Carlos, you know, I'm, I met you playing X Wing. Um, you know, George, I met Stole you that, playing. Give you that modified win yeah, the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Don't bring that up, Carlos. You're gonna get me going. <laughs> Don't get me ranting on you. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, some of the guys from some of the guys from Tampa. Um, you know, Ryan uh, and some of those guys down there. Are, you know, great guys. So I, I definitely like it when more of the communities kind of get out and travel and 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 uh, kind of work with each other a little bit more because um, sometimes there's only certain players that really kind of travel and um, yeah, you, when yeah. you, the more you can kind of get out of some of those people the players that don't really travel hardly ever but maybe if you give them a better reason to or or have more events that bring people together like that 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 would be uh, you know that'd be pretty advantageous I think for the Florida community in general. I agree. Well, yeah, my favorite season was uh, store championship season. Always, you know, because you, you kind of get a rush. You know, all of a sudden you start hearing all the tournaments coming up, and then within like a two three yeah. month period, you know, you're basically seeing the same people all across the state, uh, basically yeah. over and over again. Uh, and that's just it, it was so much fun because you know, even the, though there was obviously a competitive side to it, you know, there's a there's a, a few rivalries here and there. You know, some players that you know match up, and it's like, oh man, you know, like I haven't been. Well, everybody this guy groans when like Travis shows guys. up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it was like, oh god, but, Travis. Oh, he's here. I got to see his ass every damn week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's fun though to just get to see those people all the time. You know, the, there seems to be overall uh, a lot of respect across the board. Uh, yeah. for the, at least a competitive scene in Florida, which I, that's what I really like, and and friendship too. Like you build a lot of friendships uh, through that. Like you know, obviously, like you said, you and I and and Travis as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him and I started off on the bad foot because I destroyed him at a regional, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the one that he was supposed to win. But uh, but yeah, he was you know the chosen I mean? like, one. He was the chosen one. Actually, you know um, what my favorite part about that was Carlos. By the way, my favorite part about that was just that it 
it prevented him from winning his first regional. So I already had a regional. So I got to hold it over him for like two more years before he finally won two, one. Yeah, yeah, it was at least yep. like it was a it, it was a while he went before he finally won one, which was kind of crazy actually, considering how many store champs he won. He, he won made, every single one. I he think. made top six, he, he made won. top sixteen twice at Worlds, I think, before he won a regional. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which, funny. That's the funniest thing about it. It's like because I, I was because it was a it was a while before he won that regional. Finally, but I don't even remember which one it was. It was. Uh, I think it was the one in Orlando. Yeah, it was in Orlando. I'm just trying to remember. It, year was, it was in. Or- I think it was seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, I remember yeah. it vividly because it was the one where I finished ninth place, and I was sitting there going like, "Oh, they had planned it for a two day tournament." Yeah, and I sat there and I was just like, and they, they left it up to a vote because somebody in the top eight said, "If it's a two day tournament, I'm not coming tomorrow." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm yeah. in the cut." <laughs> that was I got probably really excited. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they went for a vote and then decided to play out that night. So I went home sad, pouting because yeah. oh. I went four and two. But was that a Waterford? I believe so. That was yeah. a Waterford. Yeah. yeah, it was a Waterford yeah. one. I think was that the one I had to drop out of. Yes. I think that was the one. Yeah, that was the one I had to drop because that sucked because I was I was like three and one. And then I got like this emergency phone call from work and I had to go like remote in. And my, I was like, I, I had to drop out of the tournament, go sit in my car for like an hour and and work remotely on my laptop, <laughs> which really, really sucked. But <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, that was that, that was my thing. I just like the whole I, I held the whole regional thing over Travis's head for a good like three or four years. It was pretty great. <laughs> Um, and then you know he would always say, "Oh, I made top sixteen in worlds." I'm like, "Well, I've never been to worlds. I I have never been able to go." So there you go. We don't know. Maybe I would have <laughs> made top eight. <laughs> That's true. Never know. Yeah, <laughs> I went three and three at worlds with a shit list, so that kind of worked out. Why did you play that shit? I don't know. It was it was such a terrible idea. I don't know what you were thinking. What you what you play? I took Bosk and Ketsu, and basically mm-hmm. every single one of them matches lasted thirty minutes. I either lost in 30 minutes yeah. or like, one, like, like all the ships got behind Bosk and I was just yeah. like, I'm done. So <laughs> I, I could just go ahead and quit. In other words, you took a Joe list. Yeah. You, I took you, a took a, list. you took a list for expediency's sake and yeah. it just didn't work. It happens. You <laughs> yeah. know, I, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Now it's an invitational, so I'll never go back anyways. Well, you never know. I mean, all you got to do is yeah, win a hyperspace that. trial. Right. I mean, you're, yeah. going to the, you're going to the system open. There's like... Nine. I'm going to like, two this year. Uh, two I'm going to Gen Con too. Oh, that's George, right. you're going to Gen Con, right? Yeah, I'm planning on it uh, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have I two chances. Going to Gen Con. I have a bachelor's party, uh, a bachelor party that month, so that's going to kind of eat up my time and money. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't feel bad for me. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Yeah. Well, then I, I the, the main reason I'm not, you know, like the, Gen Con is tough for me just because it's so close to Dragon Con. And I've been going to Dragon Con for, I don't know, like 14 or 15 years now. So I kind of can't like lose my streak on Dragon Con and that, and it's like the best thing I've ever been to. So, um, but it's not really about gaming. That's mostly just about getting drunk. So, oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just a party. But, uh, that's where your priorities are. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> for Labor Day weekend, Labor Day weekend is set. That's like my one weekend a year. Like, that's what sucks because, like, they kept putting nationals and Nova uh, at the Nova Open or whatever, which is also on Labor Day weekend. And it, I actually have like family that lives in the DC area. Like, I could easily get like have a free play. It would actually be like a super easy trip for me to do if it wasn't on Labor Day weekend, but it always is. So, 
<laughs> I'll never go to Nova, but you know, I digress. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So as far as you know, just as far as general TOing stuff goes, um, what have been uh, any good or bad experiences you guys have had? Uh, you know, being a TO. Like I know it's a little. You know, I know for me at least, I've had uh, generally very good experiences, and I will say actually my favorite experience ever as a TO is the Campaign Against Cancer tournament, which we're running again in, on May 18th this year. Um, but what, what, have, what have you guys experienced uh, as from from a TO perspective? As, as far as uh, for me, I mean, in the local scene, it's just worked out pretty well. Um, obviously. Um, I actually kind of cheat a little bit. Um, I'm in. I think I, I sent you an invite there, Steve, uh, to that TO group on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm actually in one um, in that TO group on on Facebook that has much of the like national level and, and worlds and all that stuff. Uh, caliber kind of judges and, yeah. and TOs. Uh, very good um, uh, source to use. So just literally, you just type a question. And you usually get an answer within minutes, yeah. Um, and with an explanation on how they came up with that answer yeah. too. I think I um, used it at a tournament one time. Like I literally just hopped. So there was some question that I just, I just didn't know. I just went in there and like typed something out, and and they were like, it, they literally got an answer back to me like quickly enough that I could use it. <laughs> yeah, it and, and that 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 kind of you know uh, resources it's good to use, and and that's that's really what I've been. I I make sure that. Um, you know, when making a ruling, you know, I just don't go based off of memory. I don't go based off of, you know, oh, well, you know, it's just this way because I said so. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I I don't like ruling like that. So uh, what I try to do is find the evidence. I feel like usually that resolves the matter a lot better because um, you show the player, you know, that usually ends up, you know, losing you know, there's a winner or a loser always on the yeah. roll call, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the person that ends up losing on that roll call usually gets to see the evidence right in front of them, and they understand that that's you know it would you know it's right there in the rules, um, so th- it's less of a you know bad you know position to be in. Um, but obviously, there's still some tough tough calls here and there. Um, but overall, that's um, I, I try to focus on, on getting down on the rules reference. Uh, reading everything, making sure I, I keep up with it, um, all the stuff. It's it's tough, uh, you know, uh, having to judge that. And the worst part has been, um, you know, basically at that upper echelon level, always come up with a hard decision, uh, especially like uh, the end of 1.0, which was at regionals. Uh, do I judge the event or do I play it? You know, um, and yeah. I always just, I'd rather play. Um, you know, at those large events because I don't get to go to many large events as it is. Uh, uh, I don't get to travel as much anymore uh, than I used to. So um, I just, I'd rather play those events. But, you know, if Get Your Fun On, I think ever ends up getting either the new format, whatever, you know, regional level, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think I'll probably just end up running the next one uh, just because I want to make sure that it, it runs smoothly, um, that I use those resources that I have. Uh, and, and 90% of the time, whoever's TOing and judging, they end up walking up to me and going like, hey, there's this rule thing that I got to ask you about. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of just getting interrupted while I'm playing, I'd rather just go ahead and, you know, you know run the event. Um, and one of the things that I've always uh, taken to heart is making sure that 
you show the evidence, uh, like I mentioned. Yeah. You know, oh, I think it was one time. It was, it was actually kind of funny. Somebody, um, I had a, it was actually one of my games that I was playing at a regional. And the player that I was playing against, uh, or I had a corn horn, like, at an angle next to the board edge. I did a too hard turn. You know how the template can go out, but you can, as long as you land your ship back on the board, you're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Well, he immediately, like, he was just like, oh, corn's off the board. He's dead. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, and he, he was just like, no, absolutely. That's, that's how I've always played it. And I was like, well, you, okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, so I called the TO over and before I even asked the TO the question, I just said, can you look up the rules reference on page 35 or something like that? Like, yeah. I don't forget what page it was. Like, I had it completely memorized. So yeah. I was just like, just look up the, can you grab the rules reference and look up page whatever? And the guy was just kind of sat there, like, blank-eyed. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> it's on there, man. And then, like, he brought the rules over and he read it word for word. And he was like, oh, okay, I never knew that. And I was just like, well, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's one of those things where you got to make sure um at the end of the day that the player understands that it's not like uh, you know based on memory or it's not based on hearsay or whatever yeah it's right there it's the rules are there uh make sure that um you're reading them and and everybody's happy yeah i think it's good to always have a a, a reference a, like a reason give a reason for why you're making a call so even even if it's just like if you can explain your logic uh or the logic of the rule um you know, usually that for me, just kind of explaining that out usually works. Um, every once in a while, you get somebody who's like, oh, I don't know. And then I got to pull out the I got to pull it up on my phone or something and show them the actual written rule. <laughs> but yeah. that's not too often, really. I, I kind of get to play the old timer card because I've been playing since like 2013. So a lot of people, most every, everybody that knows me knows that I've been playing forever. So they kind of they don't really mess with me too much on <laughs> on the uh, on like questioning my rulings. But um, at least in the Jacksonville area, because they know me, so it's it's fine. But um, but I get to play that card a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it's been a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I, I was conflicted too when I did the when I was running the Invitational, because part of me is like I I'm I, I was I invited myself because <laughs> I was part of the top sixteen, uh, but I was conflicted because. I want to I want to run a smooth you know um, tournament you know I want to I want everybody to have a good time enjoy and run it as uh, fast as possible as well like be efficient with things um, so it, I knew it would be tough doing that as a player yeah um, so I know that you run into the same issues Carlos would probably as well if you wanted to play but then were forced with the responsibility of being a TO as well like you're kind of torn um, but uh, I was like, well, if it's going to be, if there's going to end up being a buy, then I'll 100% drop and I won't play. Uh, but, but then that last player showed up and I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to play now. Guess I play now. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. That's actually the same thing I do. It's just basically, especially for the local tournaments. If mm -hmm. it's an odd number of people, then I just go ahead and just judge the event. But if it's an even number, yeah. just so, no, I, I hate seeing players just kind of stand around once around. So I yeah, end up just playing just thing. to keep things going. Yeah. Yeah. I'll kind of, I, I, a lot of times, and this is, I just do this with like the really, the kid events and stuff, just because I'm there to also get practice and play. So if we have an odd number, I usually will take the first round by just to get, just so that nobody shows up and immediately is doing nothing. 
it's one thing to kind of get the buy in like the second or third round or whatever. But when you get it right off the bat, like you, you, you were in a hurry to get to the store or something or whatever, you're running late and you run in there and then you're like, oh, uh, you know, you got an hour and a half before you have to play again anyways. So I'll usually just kind of just give myself the buy, let everybody else play the first round out. And, and uh, that also gives me time to um, make sure I'm all set up because I, I bring my laptop and I'm, you know, keeping the scores and, and all that kind of stuff on there. So that'll usually give me a few, uh, that extra time to kind of just, make sure everything is set up in the cryodex and everything, which is what I normally yeah. use and, and stuff like that. So for the kit tournaments, that's fine. I mean, obviously anything above a kit tournament, it's, you know, any sort of stuff like that. I'm, I'm probably not playing, honestly. So I, I do play, I, I do play in the store, in the store champs that I've run because you're allowed to. Um, yes. but beyond that, I've never, like, I don't play, I, I didn't play at the CAC one because I was way too freaking busy. The C, mm. running a CAC event is like, it's very, it's a very busy day for the TO because <laughs> you're you're giving raffle prizes out between every round, and yeah. the the and the the stuff you have to do in Cryodex is actually a lot more complex than what you would normally do in Cryodex because you have to like, especially at the halfway point. So at the halfway point, you have to like come, you have to basically create a new tournament using the results from the first three rounds that repairs everybody into new pods. Um, so it's kind of like a weird thing procedure you have to go through to do that. So that was kind of a little nerve wracking when I went to do, when I went to do that part, I actually like practiced it like the week before. Cause, uh, uh, uh Chris Chico Brown, who, who, who created Cryodex and he created Cryodex for the CAC tournament. Um, you know, he put out an instruction sheet for all the TOs on like, okay, so here's the step-by-step what you're supposed to do in Cryodex to, to, to put the pods together and, and regenerate your new pods. And uh, so I, I like set it down. I got the CrowdX on my laptop, the newest version, installed on my laptop, and I sat down and I like I ran through it and like did it like two or three times. Where I just created like a fake tournament and like and 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 did it because I was like, this is the last thing I want to fuck up on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in the middle of the tournament and like cause like this massive delay or something because I've got this all screwed up. <laughs> yeah, don't pull a know, Gen how, Con. How many showed up? Yeah, I'm not pulling a Gen. Yeah, I'm not pulling a Gen Con 2015 or whatever that was where. It was like round one. Oh, wait, wait three hours for the next round. <laughs> <laughs> How many but, people showed up to uh, that tournament? Uh, we had, I think, 33 players actually show up. We, we, yeah. sold, we sold out the 40 tickets we had. Um, and then we had a few, you know, we had some people who just didn't, couldn't make it for whatever reason by the time the tournament happened. Um, but we had like 33, which was a really good number. And we're, we're upping the, the seats this year to 64. Um, so the, the, you have 64 tickets available now, um, this year. Yeah. So we're expanding it a little bit and giving, you know, seeing how many more people we can attract. We got, we got a pretty good, um, uh, crew from the Orlando area last year. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if there's more people that come from a little bit of word of mouth about it. So, yeah, I'll have to, I definitely want to attend one of those. And, and I, I went to your, one of your store championships, I think last year. So you, you do yeah. run. Uh, pretty smooth events and i had a good time there so i want to thank you definitely also support you guys uh, as yeah. well yeah one of the things i kind of try to i, I kind of pride myself on is is with and for me and i think you guys already said this to some degree but i really do want it to be as smooth and as fun an experience as possible so you know keeping the rounds the time in between rounds quick so like you know, like I'm trying to get numbers plugged in as quick as I can. And in, in like, as soon as a match is done, I'm plugging those numbers in. I'm not going to, I'm not waiting to get all my slips, stuff like that. Yeah. So just yeah. every little thing you can do to keep the tournament's pace going. Um, so you don't have those lulls 
um, that's that really kind of keeps everybody engaged, I think, and and everybody just has a better experience by the end of the day. I mean, nobody likes being at it. We, we've all had, you know, I know me and Carlos at least have had experiences with tournaments that have gone on way too long. Oh my uh, gosh, the twenty-four hour <laughs> tournament. Yeah. <laughs> So we've 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 had we've had these experiences in the past, and that's actually part of the reason why I started TOing events was kind of early on in the X Wing days. Um, there was not a lot of people out there, you know. To, to, there was not a lot of players TOing. It was it was just some employee at the store, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't really know the game very well, generally speaking. So it was a lot of very sloppily run events um, early on. And it was one of those things as a, as a player in, in the community, it was frustrating to like go to events that were run like crap. So yeah. um, it, that's kind of what got me into doing it in the first place was like, well, I want to have like a consistent experience that I know the people locally at least can come and get a consistent experience just for like their normal month to month playing. Um, yeah. But uh, obviously I can't control every tournament out there, but you know, I try to, I try to, give people a bar so they know like what what a tournament kind of should be like and how it should be run and um so they kind of know what to expect um it or what to expect from other well-run events right on yeah i've kind of become uh that 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 figure so to speak as well because i i tend to almost all the tournaments there's usually as now now it's so easy uh because there's a tournament almost every weekend so i usually do attend all of them um and like the stores know my face and the players know my face um and if i'm not there like the great thing about our community in orlando is that a lot of the players are very knowledgeable um so like they usually can handle themselves but like for the most part they're they're always like hey george what can i get a rules clear uh you know let me can you answer this question for me real quick yeah (laughs) so i'm usually that guy yeah as well yeah, we got a couple of other guys that have run tournaments around here, and it's the same thing. If I'm at one of their of some event they're running, and they have a rules question, uh, in nine, you know, they're going to turn around and ask me while I'm, you know, playing my game or whatever, which doesn't bother me at all. Like it, you know, little local events, I don't. It's whatever. I'm there to help, really, um, as well as play. But, uh, but yeah, it is kind of. It is, it's, it's nice being the guy that people turn to sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know all the answers either. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't either, but you know, I, I, I mean, most of the time I do. But you know, there's there's right. definitely some weird ones that that come up that I'm like, uh, uh and then that's when I look. That's, that's when I look at Travis because <laughs> he's because <laughs> Travis has like encyclopedia head. So yeah. he uh, he if 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 anybody's gonna remember it off the top of their head, it's him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways um all right i think it's a good time to take a break uh we're gonna get a little bit of florida news so we'll take our take our halftime break and we'll be back in a few minutes this week in florida a man was arrested after bringing meth to a local police department to check its quality douglas kelly 49 called the putnam county sheriff's office on tuesday asking them to test drugs he bought a week earlier police said he told police he wanted to press charges against the man who sold him the meth because it caused a violent reaction after smoking the drug detectives told kelly they would be able to test the drug if he came to the sheriff's office police said kelly drove to the sheriff's office and handed detectives a clear crystal-like substance wrapped in aluminum foil the field test proved it was methamphetamine, the drug Kelly had hoped to purchase. Kelly was arrested and charged with possession of methamphetamine. 
He is held in jail in lieu of $5,000 bail. Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their illegal drug purchase, the Putnam County Sheriff's Department stated on Facebook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of our episode. And uh, we are going to talk about the article that came out this week right now. So we've got the uh, A Phantom Menace article about the new Sith infiltrator. Um, so this is a pretty uh, cool-looking kit, actually. It's got, uh, obviously, compared to everything else we've seen from from this faction, from the CIS faction, it's very it's a very different type of ship. So it'll be interesting to see how it affects their overall play style. But what, what's your overall thoughts on uh, on this article so far, Carlos and George? I'm a big fan of the ship. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> I'm a yeah. big fan of this ship. Um, so... The first thing we got in here is is Darth Maul, and we'll we'll talk about the chassis here too while while we're talking about Darth. So uh, it's got a its built-in actions are focus, a target lock, and a red barrel roll. It's got three front arc attack die. It's got one evade die. It's got six hull, four shields, and Maul here specifically has three uh, regenerating force tokens. So. Um, it's very sturdy, uh, you know, obviously very sturdy ship, the 10 health. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where this falls points wise and like how, how, how much other stuff you can, because I really think the CIS faction is going to be so swarmy that, um, you know, depending on how you build your lists, like how you're going to get, you know, how many other ships can you get with this? Like how many of the vulture droids are, or maybe can you get this and can you get a, a Belba lab and some more vulture droids? So it's, I think that is going to be a big factor for, for, this, uh, for this faction in general. But um, uh, Maul himself is an initiative five. It says, after you perform an attack, you may spend two force to perform a bonus primary attack against a different target. If your attack missed, you may perform that bonus primary attack against the same target instead. Um, so this is kind of like old school gunner. Um, where if you miss, you get to shoot again, but better because if you hit, you get to shoot something else. So <laughs> it's kind of like old school gunner, but better. Uh, what do you What do you think, guys? Uh, I think yeah. I, I, I like the I like the fact that it's uh, split up. You know, uh, with the three force that you in the first round you can do it, and you can maybe do it again the next round. But after that, you can basically only do it every other round. Yeah, uh, which kind of right. helps limit back that that kind of powerful ability yeah yeah it helps mitigate the creep yeah same i mean the first thing that pops up to me is a three force i mean uh there's only one other ship that i know of right now that has three fours um and who's the other person vader yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's not a lot of uh three force stuff out there obviously we'll have more once the jedi uh in the galactic republic um because i think what is it obi-wan and Obi-Wan yeah, Mace, and I think Mace three. both have three and I'm, I'm going to assume Anakin's going to have three, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anakin would be a safe bet. Have yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see some four? more. Four. What? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? No, that's yeah. too much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next upgrade in this pack is, uh, is a configuration upgrade specifically for the, uh, or title card for the, um, for the infiltrator is called the scimitar. Uh, it is unique. Um, it is a separatist and Sith infiltrator only. Um, and it gives you a red coordinate action and a white jam action added to your bar. 
It's a and, red cloak, actually. Oh, red cloak. cloak. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know. I looked at that totally backwards. Um, and then setup, it says, after the place forces step, you may cloak. After you decloak, you may choose an enemy ship in your bullseye arc. If you do, it gains one jam token. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I yeah. love this thing. No, this is good. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing about this card is just the extra actions <clears throat> it gives you because that the, the, the chassis by itself is so action light. So having these extra options, I think, is a huge thing um, in general. But uh, and then the ability added on top is just, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the next one. <laughs> yeah, it gets crazy. The yeah. combination of the next card that you're probably gonna go over. Yeah, yeah, the combos. Yeah, the combos keep keep coming. So, uh, next one here is Count Dooku. Um, so all the same chassis stuff, and then he's a three initiative. After you defend, if the attacker is in your firing arc, you may spend one force to remove one of your blue or red tokens. After you perform an attack that hits, you may spend one force to perform an action. Uh, and he also has three force tokens, so a lot of lot of force tokens going on in these on these two guys. Um, another one, yeah. Yeah. So this one's interesting to me because it's like you get to pull your decloak token off, or your cloak token, because it's that's your blue token. So you pull right. the cloak token off, and then you get to decloak immediately. So like after defending. Um, so I think that's pretty cool because it's it's. It's it's the only ship in the game that is going to be able to do anything even close to the old um, advanced cloaking device kind of thing where you can actually be cloaked in the engagement phase using those dice to your advantage, you know, those extra dice to your advantage um, for defense. So and still be able to shoot, um, you know, he's that lower pilot skill. So he's probably going to get I mean, you know, you're pretty good chance you're going to get fired at by something higher than a three in general yeah. so you know you can you can use that together and, and you kind of get this almost like a reverse version of the old advanced cloaking device which is uh which is kind of neat um we, any other thoughts we, on do we do we know whether they're removing or the blue token does that create a decloak or do you know it, it does they just just they say it it, they say it in the article Okay. Yeah. So in the article, it's, it, it gives an example about how when you remove the blue, because I, when I first read it, I was like, remove your blue token. Like, and then I went and read the article and I was like, oh, okay. It actually does decloak you. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, it, obviously, I saw that as a positive, like you mentioned. You know, basically, yeah. after you defend and you can remove it and it's your turn to fire, so you can fire. But I just, you, you know, that also means that you get an evade. Yeah. Uh, and that also means that you can move. Uh, so those two things are, are pretty significant. Can you imagine if you're yeah. like at range two? You get shot at, so you just mm-hmm. look forward and then yeah. shoot back at range one. Oh yeah, like, that's awesome. Well, I mean, this is a. The, I mean, hate would be fantastic on this actually, because yeah. it's because you know you you defend. So let's say you know okay, you take a damage. Um, you uh, you know you spend one to remove the to- the token or whatever. You recover one. I mean, it's just I think hate would be a really good combo in this. And then you know you get to perform another action after you. Um, after you after you attack and hit something, so you can either recloak or whatever else you, whatever else you might want to do, but yeah. um, probably recloaking or jamming. I, actually, jam, the white jam is is a really nice option there, um, depending on the situation. But uh, pro- generally speaking, probably recloaking. And is there is there still like the color like uh, like having a red target lock? Does that count as well? Um, 
Or did yes. they change that? Or are you talking about sort of red tokens? They are red tokens, but yeah. So yeah, so that would count. So you can remove. Um, yeah, so I, I believe that should work. You'd be able to remove target locks or stress tokens or the new strain tokens, which I think are also going to be red. Oh yeah. Um, so now the strain tokens kind of go away automatically when you defend, anyways. So it might not mm-hmm. be super helpful, but if you have multiples yeah. on you, you might be able to. That might that might work out for you. Um, so yeah, there's a, probably a few different options. Uh, ions aren't ions red? Yes. Yeah. So. That could be pretty cool. As a that's important, yeah, on a large yeah. basis too, because it's so hard to attack those on. Yeah, um, that you know, if you have two, you can remove one and just kind of troll the ion yeah. cannon and just say, "All right, keep trying." Well, that could actually be stupid good against those that that uh, five Y wing with ion cannons or ion turrets. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's like I'm just going to keep removing your ion token. <laughs> like you can't ever actually ion the thing. It's that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Um, all right. So next up is now this card is this card is good, and you can use it in Republic or Separatist. So this this guy he's going to be everywhere. So we got Chancellor Palpatine. Uh, this is a double sided card. Uh, the first side is you know the Chancellor side. You have to, and on setup you have to equip that side face up. Um, it gives you a uh, a plus one force recurring force token, uh, and it gives you a purple coordinate action. Um, which obviously we all know how awesome coordinates are. So any, any places you can get more coordinates, this is going to be huge. Um, then after you defend, if the attacker is at range zero to two, you may spend one force. If you do, the attacker gains one stress token during the end phase, you may flip this card. Um, yeah. So just, I mean, just handing out stress. I mean, that's, that's always great. Um, and that's obviously only half of what this card does. Um, the other side, Darth Sidious, uh, same, you know, same, has the same purple coordinate action and the, and the plus one uh, force token. Um, and then Darth Sidious does, after you perform a purple coordinate action, the ship you coordinated gains one stress token, then it gains a focus token or recovers a force token. Um, so this is, I mean... I don't know. That's that's awesome to me. It's like take a stress for, you know, for for two actions or an action and a, and recovering a force token. I mean, that's that seems pretty awesome to me. Do we know any crew carriers? Uh, is the other ship on the actually the Arc once um, the Arc one seventy should have a crew, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, the Arc one seventy should have a crew, and then the other ship might have a crew as well. I forget what it's called. The uh, yeah, possible. Yeah, the um, the other, the one that's kind of like their ordnance carrier for Republic. Yeah, I almost feel like this is more useful in the the Republic than it is on a separatist, especially this side. Yeah, because there's more force users. Obviously, that would mean you'd have to fly two Sith infiltrators. Are there anything else in the separatist as force tokens? Um, no, no, it's just the Sith infiltrator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean if. If unless you have multiple, so after you perform a full action, this should be yeah. So unless you perform, unless you have multiple SIF infiltrators, the recovering a force token thing isn't going to be used too much. But the uh, the focus token, I mean, it's that's always great. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't go wrong there. And then you know you get an action. You know that ship gets an extra action anyway, so it can it can do whatever it needs to do. Uh, obviously, like 
with the vulture droids, I think you're just coordinating like, or not coordinating, uh, calculating. So like calculate, cal- you know, as many, you, you want to get as many damn calculate tokens as you can get on those, yeah. on those stupid vultures. So <laughs> any, any way you can get calculates and other stuff along with it is, uh, is fantastic for those things. Um, but no, I think this card's super good. I think it's going to be, I, I think you're right though. I think, it, I mean, at the moment, just looking at what they've showed us so far, I think it might be better on the Republic side. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, nothing to say about it, but uh, I believe you're right. Definitely. Yeah. On the Republic side. Um, so the next card we got is uh, another crew card. It's Count Dooku. Uh, it gives you plus one force, recur- recurring force charge. Uh, after a ship at range zero to two rolls attack or defense dice, if all your focus, or I'm sorry, all your force are active, you may spend one force and name a result. If the roll does not contain the named result, the ship must change one die to that result. Um, well, it's a really good way to get crits, possibly. <laughs> one way, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to guarantee crits. I mean, it's 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 good for that. I mean, I I, I don't. I have a hard time like seeing it using it like seeing exactly how to use it defensively. Um it seems like you don't want to call zero like blanks on 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 your opponent's uh defense die. Focus when they don't have a focus. I think you got to call yeah, I think the only time you use it is you call focus when they don't have a focus token. Right. I think that's really the only time you use it with uh against your opponent on their defense dice. Um. Yeah, I mean, but it's a great way to get get yourself crits, and I think using it to call blanks on your opponent's attack dice is is going to be useful as well. So It'll be interesting to see how this works. Also, just uh, when it says the ship must change one die to that result, who gets to choose? Because if you say you call focus, and they roll a blank and an evade. Who gets to choose what die? Because you can choose the evade, or the opponent will just choose the blank. That is a good question. Um, yeah, either they may have to give a ruling on that. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume. I mean, I'm, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if your if your opponent gets to choose. <laughs> but right. yeah, it's it like the card's not very useful at that point. But I would say, yeah, they're going to probably have to give some sort of clarification on that. Um, but anyways, interesting card. I don't know how super useful it is, but if you have a list that really, really, really wants to create crits, I think that's probably probably the best thing it, it does. Um, all right, we've got General Grievous. Uh, while you defend after the neutralized results step, if there are two or more hit or crit results, you may spend one charge to cancel one hit or one crit result. After a friendly ship is destroyed, recover one charge. And you have one non-recurring charge on Grievous. So you basically just get to do this again every time one of your friendlies dies. Um, so I think this is going to be... This is this is the kind of thing you're going to pair with the Vulture Droids. Um, you're, you know, if you, if you have a Sith Infiltrator or some sort of crew carrier in the back supporting a group of Vulture Droids, that's, that's kind of what this card's for. Um... Yeah, man, <laughs> non-recurring just feels bad. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like a very terrible reinforce. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> poor Grievous, man. Like this crew card is 
garbage and <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah that's <laughs> fine. The coolest Go for characters it. and um the pilot like the ability is amazing and then they make yeah. it an initiative four it's like nah, yeah i don't know yeah i don't know I think the whole idea. Grievous. I know. I think the whole idea with his initiative, though, is like that it almost doesn't even matter because like you're going to be flying him with like just a shit brick of of vulture droids, and so you basically force your opponent to choose. Like, am I going to go after Grievous by himself, or am I gonna, or and let the the six vulture droids re me, <laughs> or, <laughs> or or am I going to deal with the vulture? Dro- I think that's what his. That's kind of like. To me, at least, that's like the obvious way to play it. But and it, obviously, we we don't know what the points are going to be yet. I I'm still kind of thinking the vulture droids are going to end up being like sub twenty points. Um, that's a lot. It it is, but a lot there are limited. <laughs> there, but though it's limited by the fact that you can only have eight ships in a squad now. I think because they at came a tournament. out at a yeah at a tournament yeah yeah. But they they added that rule in literally like the day after they announced the the vulture droids that's so interesting. i did not know that that's, yeah that's so it, was, know. it was like because they they announced the vulture droids and it was and i think it was like the first article that came out that showed them and it was so obvious that they're going to be dirt cheap because like just look at the chassis compared to like a tie fighter right i mean a thing is the things you know it's pretty terrible so i mean the grappling thing's pretty cool or whatever but generally speaking it's 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 a pretty terrible little chassis but but and then the next day there like there was an update in the rule in the rule rule book that was like you have the maximum of eight ships so i think that's <laughs> going to allow them to make the really cheap ships the cheaper than 20 the sub 20 point ships because um frankly like having that kind of having to use points as like that artificial way to limit how many ships you could have in a squad was very limiting i think from a design perspective um and now they'll be able to give they'll be able to put like you know like the ships that need to be cheaper can actually become cheaper because you're not afraid of them people just spamming like 10 of them yeah that's a good point and and like i kind of like it in a sense because it's almost like a relief (laughs) because it would become a totally different game at that point i think yeah 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 so it's it's good that we kind of you know because I, I think they actually made it a minimum of two and a maximum of eight ships. So you actually can't yeah. play a one ship build <laughs> in a tournament, gotcha. uh, which is kind of <clears throat> just goofy. But sure, um, you can't do that. Do you guys? Did you guys ever hear about that guy in Australia that flew a thirty-five Suntirfel at a tournament? Yes, I did. Yeah. Didn't didn't he like he like won some? He games won too. like two games. Yeah, yeah, he won like two games. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great. That's how 65 good. 65 point bid. Yeah, that's how good Sunter <laughs> was back then. Um, <laughs> now this one, so this next one is kind of funny. So it's uh, O-66. So I'm, I'm assuming that's a little ode to Order 66. Uh, yeah. nice. So, <laughs> um, and this is another, the Infiltrator ships. Uh, it's a three initiative. Um, and then this one's a droid pilot because it has the, uh, it's got, obviously it's got the calculate token, uh, calculate action instead of a focus action. Uh, it says, after you defend, you may spend one calculate token to perform an action, um, and no force tokens on this guy like the other the other ones. Um, so after you, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess if you didn't, I guess that's a nice way to mitigate your your calculate action because you know there's, there are a lot of times where you don't you just don't use it. Um, so you take you took the calculate and you didn't need it. And now you get to spend it and get a target lock because you're probably going to shoot back in an I, as an I three. So, yeah, it's a, I think it's a decent little ability. 
Yeah, we'll see what uh what else like what little combo you can do with that, but yeah. Um, I mean, you can turn it into a barrel roll too if you're not stressed with the right. with the red barrel roll. So, um, I, I think that's not. I mean, it's a it's a decent little ability. It's 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 not it's not anything that you're gonna, I think, define a squad around. But um, it is, could be good filler. This is a large base, right? I honestly am not sure if it's a large or medium yet. Um, Pretty sure it is. Is it a large? Pretty sure. Uh, I know it ain't oh small. <laughs> From the picture, it looks like it's large. From the little diagram, it looks like a large there. ship. Yeah, yeah, it does look like a large in the picture. But I can't really tell with these article pictures anymore. There's, there's. It so says weird. it right here. Is well, I mean, kind of the ability to cloak with such a large ship, which yeah. is, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have read right if it said the ability to cloak with such a medium ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You can't ever tell with the with the FFG marketing team. Like I, you, you can't take you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but that's cool. Like uh, there's only one. Like what what's the other ship that can that can barrel roll at a large ship? Uh, the YT twenty four hundred can barrel roll. Um, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's a red uh, barrel. Jumpmaster? And the yeah, the Jumpmaster should be able to. I don't, God, is it bad that I haven't hardly ever? I have I have hardly even looked <laughs> Jumpmasters in two point it's been um, forever. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I've I've been very happy to like forget that they existed for a while. They were like so omnipresent for such a long time that I was like it was it's kind of nice to like I just kind of forgot they existed. Yeah, they'll uh, never be able to fix that ship. That dial is just horrendous. Yeah, yeah, that dial is garbo. I mean, it the the old dial was so redonkulously good that they had to. I mean, obviously they had to do something to make it a little bit a little bit worse. But yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so the next card we got here is uh that's this is one of those uh what is the, what do they call these slots carlos the droid the new droid slot it's like a droid crew thing almost it's yeah like, something uh, like that i keep I forgetting what the name of it is but uh it's got the solitary so it so basically you know if, you, if you're playing uh an upgrade on this slot um, tactical relay that's tactical relay yeah so if you're playing something in that slot and you have any other ships that are that have that slot as well they can't use anything it's like you only get like one of these per list basically right um Mm -hmm. so uh this is k2b4 uh while a friendly ship at range zero to three defends it may spend one calculate token if it does add one evade result unless the attacker chooses to gain one strain token it's not bad yeah yeah it seems pretty good yeah I like you have it. a little swarm with a ton of calculate tokens. That's so not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's so interesting how much stuff. I mean, everything in this in this faction seems to trigger off calculate tokens. So they're going to be at a premium um, for for any of these lists, really. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we got the two pilot skill generic infiltrator. Moving on. Uh, all right, now the. Yes. the the troll job of the uh, of the of the article. This this thing is hilarious. So this thing's a bomb. It's the uh, the DRK one probe droids. Um, you, it's separatist only. Uh, it's a bomb slot. It's got two device no, device or slot. device whatever. <laughs> uh, it's a device. Um, it's got two charges. Uh, during the end phase, you may spend one charge to drop or launch one drk one probe droid using a speed three template 
uh, this card's charges cannot be recovered. So that's at least one thing going for like going is it like you, you can't recover these things because. I mean, that could be ridiculous, I guess. But I think two of them is plenty. I think, <laughs> I think, I think one was need. plenty. Yeah, one was probably <laughs> plenty. Two may, may even be overkill. Um, but, I mean, first of all, the fact that I think this is the first. Is this the first device that actually has a launch keyword built into the card? I can't think of any other ones. I can't, it's yeah, possible. I can't think of them either. I think all because all, all the other ones you have to use, you know, you have to use uh, Trajectory Simulator. To, uh, to launch, yeah. to, to launch things, so I think this is like the first device that actually can natively be launched. Which they've kind of been hinting at the, the fact that they were going to do something like that, just in the way they worded worded some things in the rules and in the cards for for a while now. But um, but it's a, but yeah, but that speed three template. So that's pretty far. You know, that's that's you can really toss it out there. Now let's actually talk about what the thing does, so that all this makes more sense. Um, so. The token itself, have you, have you, did you see the token, like the picture of the token in the article? Yes. So it, it looks, it's a hexagon. What it, yeah, it's like a hexagon that has like little nubs on each corner creating yep. like, so that's where the, basically creating a, a place for a maneuver template to go yep. uh, on each side. And then it has like its own ship card, basically. Uh, it says it's a zero initiative. And while a friendly ship locks an object or jams an enemy ship, it may measure range from you. After an enemy ship overlaps you, that ship rolls one attack die. On a focus result, you suffer one damage. Now, this thing only has one hull, so any damage whatsoever, and this thing's dead. It does it's have hilarious. three. Yep, it does have three that. evade dice. <laughs> this thing's at three evade. So, like, if you actually decide to shoot at this, you could whiff it. Like, <laughs> this thing's waste an entire shot. Yeah, this thing's so bonkers. So then, on the system phase, this thing moves in the system phase. It doesn't move in the engagement in the uh, activation phase. So at your initiative, you may reloc- relocate using a bank two or straight two maneuver template. So that's a lot of distance you can cover with this thing. I mean, this guy can. I mean, this guy can just follow a group of guys around pretty consistently and and it's not even too worried about like getting run over i mean focus result on a single die is the least common result so you're in you're in decent shape with this thing floating around and i don't know about you guys but i think this thing is like i think these infiltrators are just going to be sitting like at the peripheral of battles jamming things from like downtown it's just like you're jammed you're jammed <laughs> i think that's, rant just like, a little bit yeah, I just I mean, want to rant just a little bit. Go ahead. Uh oh. Uh oh. I was I was so prepared. I was getting ready. I'm like, all right, cool. I got all the articles are basically out. There's only one more. Don't really have much interest in it. I'm just gonna buy Republic and I'll be good to go. <laughs> and then this shit gets dropped on us. <laughs> I have to play this. I have to. Like, are you kidding me? Like a whole new <laughs> game mechanic? Yeah. Yeah, this like, thing's and the thing moves. Yeah, this what? Thing's what is that? <laughs> I don't know. And you can force people to shoot at it, and then you can literally roll three evades and just, just smile at them and go, yeah. "I'm sorry, you yeah. missed." Well, I mean, just the fact that I mean, if somebody gets annoyed by it enough that they actually bother to shoot at it, and they're probably shooting at it without any mods because they've been getting jammed from it <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like if this thing just natties itself out of out of trouble like that's just 
so epically hilarious. I won't but. be able to keep a straight face. Yeah, I, I no. literally won't. Like I would laugh because yeah. they just whiffed at shooting at something that's not even doing anything. Yeah. Besides trolling them, like it's so epically bad. Yeah, and the fact that you get two of these things, so you can. Yeah. I mean, you have to obviously take two turns to toss them out there, but they're just they're not actions or anything. It's just device phase stuff. So you're just tossing them out. And so you can just throw them out there first turn, second turn, and then just, they can, they can fly around the, the other, you know, the, your enemy's formation and just, you can probably, if they, I mean, they could have however many ships and you could be jamming anything you want or, you know, or target locking stuff. I mean, that's obviously good if you're going to try to mix it with um, some sort of ordnance carrier that you can kind of use this to get yourself an early target lock. Um, so you can have that, uh, FTL going into the for opening engagement. But I think the main use for this really is going to be jamming things. It's just, it's just too good. And, and getting in the way because, uh, yeah. if the enemy ship overlaps you, you might take damage. Uh, so it's, it's almost like to a point where they have to get rid of it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's going to be, if it's, I mean, if you leave it around, I mean, well, it's kind of funny because it's, it, you know, you could, like, if you're flying against this thing, you I mean, you can be like, I'm going to try to stomp on you to, like, get rid of you. <laughs> and that may or may not work. And then you may have to just give up and shoot at it just to get, just because it, it keeps screwing you over. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, this thing is, this thing's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Two, two strays and two banks. Like, that, that's quite a ground, like, that's quite a bit of ground that can yeah. cover as well. Yeah. Like, this thing can move. It's covering some distance and it can, and it, it's, it can put them out of like six different sides or whatever. Right. So it's, it can go in any direction. Yeah. Or five. It's a Pentagon. So, right, right. yeah. So it's five, it's got five different directions it can go with two straights or banks. So it can get pretty much wherever it needs to be in order to be within range one of mm-hmm. something. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, it's pretty good. What do you get? What do you guys think? Is this, is this like a fun a thing or is this like something that could end up changing the game uh, it's I, I don't know it's so hard to say just because point costs are such a thing but right um i think if this thing's too cheap i mean it is it is unique you do get limited to the two charges so it's there is it is pretty strictly limited like you're only ever going to get two of those in a, in, in a you know you're only ever going to get one in a squad with two charges um, there's no, and there's nothing else you can do about that. So, which is fine. Cause I really don't think you need more than two of them. I think that's gonna, that's, you throw those out there. And if your opponent spends any sort of time dealing with these things, you've won. Like that's a winning engagement for you. If, if they, if they bother to shoot at these things and if they yeah. don't, then you're just jamming them and making them, making them less effective. So I, I think, well, I think it could really be, I mean, depending on cost, and depending on, I mean, there's always other factors in, in, in a squadron, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, it, this could be really uh, kind of game changing, actually. I agree. So it for, depends on cost, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like when I was flying this list, the uh, scum list that um, I've been flying lately, Seavor kind of fell into the role that these probe droids do, where basically mm-hmm. I just dare them to shoot at him. Because he just jams them, and then I'm also having them waste the time to shoot yeah. at a Tie Fighter, 
uh, rather than one of my but, expensive but this shows. This is like so that much better than that. This is so well, of much. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Because like, they don't even like, get any points out of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not the next evolution of that. Like basically, yeah. now you're telling me that I can bring this upgrade. There's this thing that literally doesn't have no offensive capability whatsoever. And if I force my opponent to shoot at it, there's a chance also that their shot doesn't even matter. Like, if it was a thing where they could shoot at it and it dies, then I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Like, maybe this is kind of like one of those things where, yeah, maybe they waste one of their, like, two dice ships or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's not going to hit that three agility ship at range three anyways. So might as well get this thing off the board. Yeah. But I, I think, you know um, what I mean? Yeah. And I think... I think FFG did a good job because I feel like this is kind of a balance. It's creating a balance because with all the think about it, all, think all these uh, Jedi's that are coming out with all this force, uh, it's going to be hard to hit ships, you know. So you kind of need something there to to kind of uh, strip some of those tokens away, jam people up, um, and force them to use that force token, you know, uh, to spend their force so that it won't have so many. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's it's hard to say how this is all going to play out. And this is one of those times where I worry a little bit about um, like new mechanics and and kind of power creep in general. And you know, we kind of had this ma- we had this massive reset, obviously with two where they got to mm-hmm. take all the power creepy mechanics that had that had crept into the newer ships that the old ships just didn't have, and they got to smash mm-hmm. them all back together. And so now we have to. So now they're obviously starting to add new mechanics in again. So now you've got the, all the other ships that don't have any sort of access to um, to some of these old, you know, these newer mechanics. I mean, even like the purple evade on which I don't think. I mean, it's hard to say. It doesn't seem great on the Jedi Starfighter, but it actually like how badly do you think? Like how awesome would it be for Vader? Like if Vader had a purple evade yes. action, yeah. like yeah. Vader would <laughs> love to have that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting to see where that's going to fall, and hopefully they can kind of keep everything in check because um, that was one of the things that because like <laughs> what what to me like the ship in 1.0 that kind of exemplified the like this ship just has like just way too much like it just crept into being something re- just stupid ridiculous was the uh, the skurg so like the skurg in 1.0 had like way more stuff it could do on it than it had any right to have. <laughs> like, like one, just in the pure number of upgrade slots and two, like, like I still could not figure out why that ship could barrel roll and like why wings and Z 95s could not <laughs> like, like, why is this thing barrel? Like the thing, like the thing was huge. Like, how is this thing barrel? Roll? <laughs> but anyways, like that was, so that was one of the, that's just one of those things that happens, especially just the way that X wing is made and released. Um, yeah, and hopefully they can kind of manage that over time. But um, and, and I think obviously being able to alter the points on the fly is is something that is just going to make that something they can manage it because mm-hmm. of that. So which actually brings us to uh, to something else interesting that happened today. Um, so how about those triple upsilons? The the big bad triple upsilons got just hammered <laughs> into the ground. Get like, them out of here! Yeah, it's like so they were like. They're like, yeah, we're not even going to wait for a points update. We're just, we're not even going to like, like, 
I don't even know what they did. It was like they literally it was just a paragraph at the end of a totally random article about the system open in Toronto, where it's just like, here's all the things that happened in the system open. Oh, and by the way, fuck you, Triple Upsilon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's it was so random. Like the the whole paragraph at that at the bottom. Like I was reading through the article and. I, it was like all this stuff about the meta and blah blah blah, and then like and like oh by the way, the, the dormants is now seventy points, and the hyperspace tracking data or whatever is now ten points instead of two. Just <laughs> go like, and throw them away. <laughs> yeah, just throw them away now. <laughs> so, well, it was it was actually kind of good. Is uh, I think it was like the first round, and um, me and my opponent were like setting dials. I had set all my dials, and he was he was uh, it was Kendrick actually who was running the other five uh, A wing list. So he was still thinking it was a critical round, and I'm just like, I walked away, and I started looking at all the other tables, and none of the tables had triple upsilons, and I was just like, oh my god, guys, like, thank you, like, yeah. <laughs> like give yourselves a round of applause, because, like, yeah. we're sitting here, like, nobody decided to bring that. Oh, I haven't played um, against it, I haven't played against I haven't seen it at a single event I've been to, but I, I, I don't... Spent, I spent eight hours with two of my buddies that were going to System Open practicing against it. What a waste of a day. What a what a waste. <laughs> Actually, whenever you see like a suit a new like the new super broken list, like you may as well not even worry about it cuz FFG is just going to like come out and like ninja hammer it. Like they they have the power now. Yeah, they have so. the, they have the power. So it's like I'm not even worried about these stupid lists anymore cuz like somebody's there FFG is just going to ban hammer it immediately. Execute but, order sixty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally <laughs> order sixty six. The the triple up salons. <laughs> well, they so, needed to. It, it yeah. was a negative play experience. It, it, a lot of people are you know complaining. Oh, like oh well, it's it, they went a little overboard. And also, listen, they're just they're overreacting for a reason. Yeah. Um. It may, it creates a bad environment. The hyperspace tracking data. All that it is is control over a first engagement. You get a focus and evade token, and you get set up at uh, initiative six. So with dormants, that combination, yeah, all all that combination, no matter how you run it, it's triple epsilons, yeah, it's a swarm of uh, tie fighters, whatever. It's all about that turn zero kind of setup that you don't, yeah, you make your opponent not able to control it. And yeah. that just needs to be erased from well, from the game. I mean, let's be frank. Hyperspace tracking data is a complete shit card without dormants. It it's. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything other than other than <laughs> getting a place at six, which right. might be neat. But like, okay, I'm going to get a focus and evade token that I'm not going to be able to use in the first round because there's no way my opponent's going fast enough to actually engage. So, <laughs> and you can't. Ha- so the only way it works is with dormants. Um, but. Anyway, yeah, I mean, and that was the same thing, and because that, I mean, that whole combo existed in 1.02. Um, you couldn't do it with three upsilons because I think the pricing it was just too expensive. But um, I remember playing some lists where uh, somebody played like Vader, and um, I played against somebody who did like I think he did Vader and Omega Leader with like that Dormitz hyperspace tracking thing. Um, and that was kind of, I'd never seen it. Like I hadn't seen it before and I really hadn't even thought about it. And, uh, so I sat down against it. I was like, well, this is interesting. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like it's a combo that hasn't been around, but it's, it was just being able to abuse it with, with three 12 health ships, I think was really, um, 12, not just 12 health, but also four tactics. That was really what it was. It was, it was, 
it was four it was three four attack dice ships which is just bonkers amount of offense in in this in 2.0 especially so and you couldn't really escape it uh, i think that was really kind of the big thing but anyways the band hammer to the uh to the triple ups uh we hardly knew you um so <laughs> you will not be missed <laughs> you will not be missed <laughs> uh, all right we want to talk a little bit about the uh toronto uh system open here so um so in the in the primary system open uh who is the winner here it was kalen wong kalen wong was the winner and i know he's uh I don't, I've never met him myself, but you know, I know of him from other podcasts and hearing people talk about him a little bit in the general X-Wing community. And I know he's a guy that's kind of been um, in like the top tables a lot in uh, at big events like this and hasn't quite been able to come over the, uh, come over the edge. And he, so he finally did. So that's so good for Kalen. Um, and he was flying. So, well, I think the big thing to take out of his list, and this is really kind of the big thing about a lot of the lists in the cut, was um, it featured Leia, uh, Le- Leia crew, um, which I think after everybody saw the points decrease on her, kind of knew was gonna, she was really going to be a thing and a factor in the meta. Um, so what do, we, what do we think about Leia crew, and I, I, I mean, what do we think about the results here overall with her? Um, I've been playing Leia <laughs> for sure. Uh, my. The list that I've been running a lot lately has been Luke, uh, Nora, Wexley in the Y-Wing, and uh, Magva Yaro. So that's been my combo. Mm-hmm. And ever since, and I've been running it uh, even before the point, points updates, uh, but after that, inserting Leia just made sense. Uh, and it provides so much utility for my U-Wing and the rest of the list. I, it just makes sense. I love yeah. Leia. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at it, it, two points, it's you almost... You almost have to put it in there. It's just, it's like, why not? If you're playing Using a rebel it. list that has a, that can carry a crew, you may as well throw her in there. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Using it once pays for her points. Yeah. If you yeah, get absolutely. to use it more than once, it it's just becomes so much better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so Kalen's list here specifically was three bandit squads, uh, one partisan renegade with Leia, tactical officer, and pivot wing, uh, a blue squadron pilot with jamming beam and tractor beam, and a blue squadron escort with servo motor S foils. <clears throat> so he's got kind of a, a, first of all, six ships, which, and was it three of them that have uh, three attack dice? Yep. So yes. that's pretty freaking good. I mean, that many, sh- that, that many ships that can all. and and you have and half of them are firing three dice is i think like just stupid good um it's quick to note that tractor beam too uh, helps the bandit squadrons a lot oh yeah yeah for sure um what what about uh that jamming beam though uh op zero points (laughs) that zero point man get there zero point op um so i think this is just I mean, you're you're seeing this a lot. There was a lot of um, increase in uh, in in uh, ship count in this uh, in this cut after the um, after the points update. So I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway, really, from the points update is that um, the a lot of the lower um, the generics became more valuable, um, and having five, I think, five plus ships is. Uh, it's it's pretty common when you just kind of look up and down this this board here. Yeah, um, and and I like that. I like that uh, that part of X Wing now. Two point has just done a great job. I love that what FFG is doing um, because I got tired of just everybody flying aces 
and that's still a thing, you know. I have n not to knock on those players, of course. Uh, I do play aces from here and there, but like just seeing the variety of different lists is what yeah. I love. Yeah, there's some great variety in here because I don't. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I see an actual like duplicate list no. in here. No. Yeah, yeah. No, there was uh, the most similar one. I think was the Lulo. There's uh, a couple Poe of and Tally. Yeah, and then one of them was loaded up with all three of them, and then one of them were skinny and then added an extra A-wing, uh, yeah. Blue Squadron Recruit. That was basically the closest thing to a, you know, same list. I mean, I had three of the same pilots, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some archetypes, but I don't... I mean, as far as, like, you know, it's not like in... Uh, I, towards the end of 1.0 there, you were, you would go, but you would see, you would see, like, your opponent would sit down across from you and you would see the ships they had and you knew you already knew exactly what upgrades were on them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was... There was no mystery nope. in that, but uh, this is definitely um, and, and like I said, this the great thing about 2.0, I think, is this the general list diversity. I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, you've got everywhere from three ship, like ace stuff uh, coming coming from uh, the first order, to this six ship rebel. Um, it's just uh, you know, there's a four ship. Uh, a four ship Vader list in here. It's like Vader hate fire control system with like with three MDAR test pilots. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's a great it. list. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's some super cool uh, stuff in here. It's just also different. I, I I don't know. I'm and I, I've been saying this I think ever since 2.0 came out really, and I just really think that it seems to me like most of the time. Um, an, another ship is the right answer, not another upgrade. So, which is, I think, a really interesting um, component of, of 2.0 is, is that uh, actually just having an extra body in the list is, is, is valuable again. Whereas it used to be, you know, yeah, you know, you just, just put all the, just put, take these two ships and put 500 upgrades on them and you're fine. <laughs> right. I've been thinking um, about that too, because uh, I've been, considering a couple of rebel lists and one of them the two that i'm finding on is whether i should just run two x's a y and a u-wing uh with leia obviously mm -hmm. uh or just fly two x's two y-wings and a u-wing so versus the four to five there's benefit to both you know obviously yeah. if you run four you can fit in stuff like wedge bigs uh you know abilities to be able to spread damage obviously wedge bringing it out uh initiative up so you can get those initiative kills. Uh, mm -hmm. But with five, you have nothing but generics, but like you mentioned, you get that extra body. So what's really better? Uh, you know, because I, I could lose one of those ships out of the five ship list and be like, that's all right. You know, I still yeah. I still have so many guns uh, that I feel like the game isn't lost. Yeah. Um, but on the other, on the flip side in that other list, you know, I can generate those initiative kills or, in, you know, in the con side is that if i do lose one of those ships i feel like i'm severely weakened yeah um so those are the kind of trade-offs i like that because like you mentioned it does create even though some archetypes like you mentioned might be similar uh the the diversity is there enough where you're not flying that same exact you know list over and over again yeah yeah uh, I, I think it's really interesting about uh Kalen's list here too is it's six ships but it's four different chassis i mean that's how often do you see that? You know, normally when you see anything over uh, four or five ships, it's spamming one chassis, you know, to, to for, you know, kind of like a min-max thing. 
-hmm. but um so seeing four different chassis in a six ship list i think is pretty pretty interesting i dig it yeah i agree with you um so anyways yeah the uh system open in general i i just i love the diversity i just think it's cool seeing a bunch of different stuff out there um and then those crazy canucks man those crazy canucks (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um and then what else was that? There was also the, the hyperspace qualifier, which I guess we can touch on here for a second. Um, I don't, uh, you know, this is kind of the, one of those things. I don't really like seeing that the, the list, that, the list that went undefeated was the, uh, the five uh, Y wings uh, with ion <laughs> cannon turrets and four of them with veteran turret gunner. I don't like seeing that um, just because that's like, I just hate those kind of spammy lists like that. Like, Actually, this list right here, looking at it, just gives me flashbacks to the old Y-wing TLT quad TLT uh, days. Yep, yeah, that's exactly. What and I'm up. just like, I'm like, no, 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 please God, no. I mean, I know it's not, it's not TLTs, but it's still, you know, it's two shots. I mean, the, the, it's like the old the BTL. I mean, I, there was people, a lot of people that played the 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 BTL version of the yeah. um, of the y, of the the quad Ys. So. It's basically that, but you actually have five Ys instead of four. <laughs> so that's a little a little ridiculous. But we'll see what happens with that. I think that may be – it's going to be interesting to see where that thing lands as, um, as hyperspace goes on. Uh, and if they, if they decide they may, maybe need to do some sort of uh, ninja, ninja ban again. But do, you, do you think uh, an AC list – like uh, one of the lists that I've seen that's pretty popular um, – the four resistance uh, initiative five pilots like yeah. Ian, Ello, and uh, all that stuff. Do you think this kind of list would, would that is it uh, beatable? Like oh yeah, it's beatable. It beat I mean, well, and again, I'm, this is this from this is, to me is a two thing. There is nothing that is not that is is unbeatable in two Like if anybody who who tries to tell me that there's a that there's an unbeatable like like any well uh, the closest and I want to call it, it, it this wasn't even unbeatable either but like Nim Miranda was kind of like the closest thing I think in in 1.0 like final form Nim Miranda the one that only list existed for like a month um, yeah was, but Ghost Ghostfire was able to take that pretty easily yeah easily. yeah yeah it could but but generally but almost every other matchup was terrible so yeah. it was. It was one of those, like, I don't think there will ever be a list like that level of, like, you have to play this one thing against it because it's the, you know, I think you can beat lots of lists with lots of different lists in 2.0. Uh, I think there's, there's varying degrees of, of how that's going to, of how that plays out, but mm-hmm. it's, it's never, in 2.0, it's like, when you say a list's broken, the, the bar is much lower for, <laughs> for, for broken lists in 2.0. Uh, yeah, agreed. But, um, so... This uh, I don't think this list is unbeatable by any stretch. I think, I mean, the AC list. I mean, yeah, it's great. You're going to be moving after it. You get kind of the per, all the perfect knowledge against it. It is. Um, it's using that whole veteran turret gunner thing. So I guess you're you're kind of trying to just do this out of your front arc, right? So that you can do a regular shot and an ion shot in this uh, at the same target. Yeah, uh, that's, it, the that's ideal. The whole, yeah, that's yeah. the ideal thing here. So yeah, you want to double tap the same target, basically. Yeah. Oh, oh, Joe's not on the show. I can say double tap again. Yeah, yes. Joe's not here. You, yeah, you can you can use double tap tonight. You should have been using it all damn show, man. What am um, I doing? What are you doing? So. Oh, can I say that there was a corn horn on the top list there on the system open? So yeah, we just go for it. 
We didn't mention that. Oh, we didn't. Corn Horn was on there. Did I not even see that? I passed a stick yeah, over there. Wedge, Corn, uh, and Cassian. Oh, man. So I might have to try that for Extended. Yeah. Yeah, that might be fun. So here's um, the thing, right, about 2.0. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I don't know, a lot of people seem scared to fly certain ships. But I feel like now is the time. Now is the time to experiment. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Try your Corn Horns. I want to try, personally, the, the Rebel A-Wings, even though I know... They're far inferior to the RZ2s. Yeah, those are the those are the, that is the chassis you want to play. Yeah, um, but I do want to try the Rebel A wings sometime. Yeah, I mean they Jake still can look, do some fucking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake, yeah, Jake is still good. I mean, it's uh, and I actually I actually kind of think uh, Arvel might be interesting. Like, uh, and I've always liked the Arvel ability in general, but um, it's even better now because he can like boost into things. So. <laughs> It's just so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I haven't played the same list for more than one event in 2.0 yet. Like, not and not once. I've literally played a different list at every single event I've gone to. Um, That's good. Which, a lot of that is just because I'm trying to try out all this stuff and get a feel for it. You know, whereas in, in, the, in, in the old days, you know, it's like I started playing in Wave 3, so there wasn't that many options to pick from to begin with. And so it's like I had already played the ships that were out like a thousand times by the time Wave 4 even came out. So I, I, I got to play everything like as it came out. So I, I could kind of just say, oh, I'm going to do this thing and play it for a while because I wasn't. Now it's like there's all the stuff out there that I'm just trying to like catch back up on. So it's it's kind of. I, I just haven't I haven't been able to stick to anything recently, mm. which I need to because we got system opens and hyperspace trials coming up, and I actually need to start getting some sort of legitimate practice in. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I get some time. I mean, well, that first hyperspace is in uh, the twenty March twenty third, which isn't that far away. Uh, <laughs> so got to start got to start practicing up a little bit on that. But yeah, anyway, any other takeaways from this uh, from this hyperspace qualifier? There's a there's a five A wing list there, uh, George. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth place. A so it had and four green squadrons. Yeah, with advanced optics. Yeah, yeah. advanced optics is it's actually that combination. I, I did the math. Uh, you know, they have that X wing probability calculator. It's a heroic and advanced optics with a focus token on two dice. It's one point eight six hit. Uh, one point eight six hits on average. Yeah, it seems so, pretty pretty legit. Basically, it's almost uh, two hits every single time. Uh, I, I think that I mean, when you have five of them, it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just very, very consistent two damage. One of the things that I noticed um, is flying Fenrau, for example, was that um, you're not, you're just not safe at range three through a rock. You know, anymore. It doesn't yeah, matter. No. It just it, it. You can roll as many dice as possible. Um, you know, consistent two hit, you know, uh, shots, uh, will just burn you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, the ability to be able to do that on those a wings, so that's probably why they've been so popular. Yeah. They're a hell of fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I played that one. I played it. I played the, the Poe and three a wings in, uh, at one tournament. Uh, it did not do well, but, um, I think that had more to do with my just, having not flown that type of a squad in a long time <laughs> but um yeah that was I, I and i needed to tweak the list i ended up flying i then i needed to tweak it the upgrades weren't right either so it's it but it is what it is but it was fun i actually did have a lot of fun flying it throughout the day so yeah um 
but yeah, I do, I do want to put some more time into that. Um, just cause I do, I really like Poe and I really like the A-Wings in general, especially Lulo. I love Lulo actually. Um, Lulo's great. I, I feel like if you're going to have a, an A-Wing in your list, you have to have Lulo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Range one is just, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, all right. Well, we want to, uh, kind of wrap this up a little bit. What do we got? Um, what do we got going on event events wise? What's coming up for everybody? Um, I have, I think there's a wave one championship, uh, at Maitland. Cool stuff this weekend on Saturday. So I'm going to go to that. Cool. Extended though. Meh. Meh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, everybody, I think I'm just going to start running everything as hyperspace (laughs) at this point. I love hyperspace. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Our, uh, get your phone on wave two championship is not until March 30th. But I also know that there is a hyperspace, like a road to hyperspace uh, tournament going on at Waterford. Uh, yeah. Yes. Is it the same day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, rip. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> I yeah. Well, what's funny is that like I'm almost trying to uh, get out of TOing our event so I can go to that one instead because <laughs> I need the hyperspace practice and obviously. Um, was it the entry like the winner gets the entry for free which i mean it's just minor but you know what i mean it's just the practice in general mm-hmm. yeah um yeah we got a wave our wave two championship uh i'm still trying to finalize the date on that uh, things got kind of wonky but um that's we're gonna be doing that in the next few weeks here and then i think uh i guess the the, the, the next big thing really is the hyperspace trial in down in miami area um on march 23rd uh, I don't know. Are you planning on going to that, Carlos? Have you figured that out yet? Which one? The hyperspace trial in Miami. No, no. Um, I um, I'll be actually. It's funny. I'll be getting off a boat that same exact day. Oh, that's uh, right. Because I'm going on a cruise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously, I have to come back home and all that stuff. So yeah. I won't be able to just go. I'll bring my X-wing stuff on the cruise. Yeah. And, like, practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, Holly, can you play some X-wing with me? Yeah. Help <laughs> me practice. practice for this tournament. Um, <laughs> so now, yeah, I'll have to head back home. So I won't be able to make it that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll actually be in Orlando. The uh, I'll be at Disney like the day before, like the couple days before. And then I'm taking, and then so like we, we're leaving on Saturday, or so I'm just gonna head down to Miami straight from uh, Orlando. So that cuts a little bit of time off my drive. But um, so yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm planning on going for right now, I guess. Well, although they did say something weird about like possibly canceling the tournament if not if at least 30 people didn't pre-register or something. So I don't, who knows? We don't really know at this point. But uh, until they announce for sure that 30 players have signed up, I guess. But um, for the time being, I have a ticket, so we'll see what happens. Uh, gotcha. George, were you planning on going to that one? Um, no, I just have other things going on, and yeah, yeah it, it's it's uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I get <laughs> Not it. Not going. <laughs> yep, I got gotcha. Um Yeah, I've got. I also went ahead and got. I got my ticket for the uh, Atlanta uh, Gigabytes Cafe, um, which is on April sixth. I mean, do you have any? I heard good things about that store. That's a great store. I've been there a number of times, and um, they run really good events at that store. Um, and they have like a cafe in there and stuff, so like you can order your lunch nice. like ahead, like at the beginning of the day. Basically, you can go in there and like say what you want, and then they'll have they have like a set like okay lunch. There will be a lunch break after this round, 
and then they'll be your food will be ready like at the beginning of the lunch break. So, um, so it's pretty. It's it's a real. It's a big store too. I mean, I I went to the regional there last year. That was it, like 140 players or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it was like the. I think it was the second or third largest regional in the country last year, behind really good. Chicago pastimes and I think the FFG Game Center had a few more people, but. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a great store. I, I, and I've been to a number of events up there, a um, couple of regionals. Um, I've been there for other games, too. I've been there for – actually, I was just there for an Imperial Assault regional uh, like a couple months ago. So, um, so yeah, so it's, 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 a good, it's a good store. If you can make it up, it's definitely uh, – it's a good trip, and it's a, it's, they always run good events, so it's worthwhile. Cool. But – um, and yeah, then we have, do we know what's, uh, so the Orlando one, Waterford is in, uh, is on the 13th of April, I think, or something like that. Um, uh, or at least on the FFG website. I know the store hasn't put out an official thing for it yet. So I don't know if we're, if we're still waiting on something there, but. I haven't seen any uh, signups yet for the Waterford one. Yeah. I haven't seen signups. I think it's on, let me look on here. It's April 13th. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, on FFG's website, it says April 13th, but that doesn't always mean anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll let you guys know as soon as I'll, I'll kind of look into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see if they've got anything, um, any any word on that. For sure. And, uh, Ambassador from Orlando. Yes. Get yeah. the job done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, well, I think that's it for, for this week. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for thank you guys for having me. It definitely was fun, and uh, it's good to talk to people from other communities too. It's yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We 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 definitely want to bring uh, some guests on and in general. You know, I I want to get some of the Tampa guys on, and um and you know other guys from wherever really. So I think uh, you know this is something we'll probably keep doing, and and we'll we'll be glad to have you back on at some other point. So cool, cool. Um, but all right, that's it for us, guys. I guess we'll get we got to do it for Joe, right, Carlos? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's we do. do it. Yeah. All right. Dials down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs>